It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Masterplan world. Welcome to our latest podcast. As always, it's great to have so many of you out there listening to us. I want to introduce you to today's special guest. Kritika Ashok is our first Irish guest. She runs Ireland's mygallery.ie with the simple goal to offer the customer the art you love at a price that suits you. They sell a mixture of original pieces, copies of famous works and paintings from the customer's favourite photos. They've been going since 2012 and since last year's rebrand have delivered over a thousand paintings to their customers. Hi Kritika. Hi Kelly. I've just given our listeners a very quick overview of you and your business and where you are now. So how did you get started in e-commerce? Well, I started off in e-commerce a lot before I think I even knew the word e-commerce. I worked with a huge consulting firm, Accenture, and I worked with a lot of their government projects that were doing transactions online. So I think my e-commerce background goes over a decade at this point. But I really got into it when I went full-time in 2010 with a company I used to sit on the board of. And I think it just, I went, this is something really interesting and started getting to know it way better. And five years in, I think I know just about every aspect of e-commerce at this point. And I'm still kind of always learning, but it's it's an interesting field to be a part of. So what, what gave you the start to get going with myartgallery.ie? It was actually, uh, I think the case was mostly timing. I had just exited a company in December 2011, um, had tried setting up a company in early 2012, which did not work out. And about three months later, was having breakfast with a friend of mine. And another friend joined in and showed me lots of paintings and went, you know how you were talking about getting that painting of a penguin? Yeah, I know tons of artists and they'll all do it to you at a price you like. So I went... Okay, so I got myself a painting, which originally had been quoted to me for about a thousand pounds for just under 200 euros. And it gave wow. me the idea that there's a lot of people out there who like art, but don't have the money to spend on art. I mean, to us, to a lot, to me, before I started owning art, it was just something that rich people did and something exclusive. Whereas I was just trying to make it more mainstream. And when I realized that gap, that's when I started off with artmove.com, which is what we were till last year. I think I think you're right because it, it's both the it's both the, the the price element and it's the fear element of not yeah. knowing how on earth you go about commissioning a painting. But if it's as you sell it so simply mm. as get your favourite photo turned into an artwork, yeah, all of a sudden it seems like such a simple way. And that's the idea. I mean, we are not trying to make it that piece of investment that you're going to keep in a museum or in a gallery or something that you can't really enjoy. This is something that I want people to look at every day and, and smile. Every time I look at the penguin, it's the first thing I see in the morning. I smile. And that's, that's what I want my customers to enjoy as well. Cool. So, um, so what's going on with the business right now where you're obviously you're in Ireland. Do you sell globally or do you just sell to Ireland? Well, we advertise only in Ireland, but we sell globally. Oh, cool. So have you got, is most of the business Irish or is it most of it overseas? Are you able to share that with us? Believe it or not, it's 
a huge aspect is actually overseas, which is really weird considering we don't advertise overseas. Oh, wow. So kind of accidental growth. It's word of mouth. Yeah. It's pure word of mouth growth. And it was one friend of mine got a painting done in Austria. And I think his friends saw it and then and other people saw it. And now there are people who have no connection to my friend or their friends who started coming to us. So you kind of know you've gotten to a certain level of growth in a market when people you aren't advertising to have heard of you and are still coming to you and are not connected in any way. That's excellent. And of course, you know, your, your kind of your advertising is almost the artworks themselves, isn't it? They're it, there it on is. the wall. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, people look at it and go, oh, that's a really nice painting. Or how did you get that done? Or where did you get that done? So it's a great uh, conversation piece in a lot of people's houses. And cool. some of the paintings are put, you know, in public areas. So it's it's great. Excellent. So um, what's the platform you sell on? Are you on a Shopify, a Magento? Have you got something bespoke there? We started off with Magento, went on to bespoke, and I've now ended up on Shopify. <laughs> wow, that's quite the journey. It is. And most people start on Shopify and end up on other platforms. But when we were rebranding, Shopify actually fitted our our needs much better. Cool. So you're very happy with the Shopify choice? For the moment, yeah. I would love to make a lot more changes, but to create the bespoke, it's it's a chicken and egg situation. Do I go around creating a bespoke and spending too much money in it, or do I wait for the business to grow big enough for me to justify spending the sort of money I need to spend on getting the platform I really want? Oh, I couldn't have put it better myself. One of the reasons I'm a big fan of the the more restrictive and cheaper platforms, you know, like exactly. Shopify, Big Commerce, etc., is simply because it forces you to focus on what you should be focusing on, not tweaking the website endlessly. Yeah, the website's important and all, but it's not. It's a good driver. It is your short front, but till the time it looks good, even if there's a little bit more work at the back, till the time it's eighty percent there. Just, just go with it. Yeah, go and get on with some marketing and actually shift mm. some stock. Exactly. Totally. Advertising agree. and marketing way more important than what your website is not seen or yeah. an unseen bit of the website. So have you got any kind of widgetsy, plugins-y things you've put into that Shopify site? There's a good few. Now, I won't even know which ones at this point. <laughs> there, so, are, there are a few widgets and plugins we've used to because we have elements where we are ch letting people choose the size of the painting they want, the number of people they're putting in the painting and things like that. So just to give them as much flexibility as we as we like to be able to, we do have a few plugins. Uh, so they're there to enable you to sell in the way you want to sell. Yeah. And oh, to give cool. the customers the, the journey that they deserve. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, what, what does your team look like? Are you mainly in-house, outsourced? How many of you Mostly got outsourced. Okay. There's, there's me, who's kind of full-time at the moment, and everyone else is part-time or outsourced. And we haven't had the need to grow just yet because a lot of our processes are so lean that they just happen and there isn't a need for somebody to be full-time. Customer service is looked after by a lot of the FAQs and things like that. The number of people who call us is actually getting fewer as the orders are getting more. Excellent. It's just that it's the power of um, 
focusing on the systems, isn't it? You get those mm-hmm. systems right and the information for the customer right, and you can run a very lean business. You can, and we've we've done it really lean at this point, which is part of the reason why we are on Shopify. Yes, so, of course, it, that, that makes things really simple, doesn't it? Yeah. From a human's point of view. Is, I mean, for its all, you know, its own issues and its own lack of flexibility in certain elements and so on, it does it does the job. Yeah. So you kind of go, okay, it does the job. It's got me out there. So can I ask you about your rebrand then? And yeah, yeah. and what the the what, what led you to doing the rebrand back in two thousand in two thousand and fourteen? Well, there were two elements to it. One was original brand was called Art Nouve, which if I asked you to spell, I bet there'd be about four or five different variations you'll come up with. So and- I've just put I've just put in my notes a little asterisk saying ask for spelling later (laughs) (laughs) there you go so when you're trying to build a brand and you don't have the sort of money that say a coke or pepsi have to you know cover billboards and blast you with their with a new brand yeah you go this is not something people are going to remember so what is it that people will remember and associate with art all of a sudden sounds like a nice name sounds everything is a small, you know, seven letter domain name and everything like that. But people can't remember. You can't build your brand that way. If somebody went, oh, yeah, I got it off Art Nouve, you're not going to remember it. But if somebody went, I got it off myartgallery.ie, you're probably going to remember it. Definitely. So spell it. And that is a huge, huge part of it. Also, initially, we were more B2B. Now we've started going to the customers directly. So we had to be, uh, we had to change the way we presented ourselves, the model we had, and everything. So it was a huge strategic change happening internally as well. And when you're going from a wholesale market to a retailer itself, you know, a retailer to the consumer itself, you've got to think of different things. What might work for a different business? Another business may not worry about each and every look of your website, but a consumer would. Oh, c- completely. It's a, uh, it's a totally different business change. And I, I like, I like the fact that even if the name was, the previous name was easy to spell and remember, mm. it would make sense to do a rebrand as you make that bigger strategic change, just to make it really clear in your own head, you know, that your own different. team's head that we're yeah. now different. Exactly. And it helps a lot when you're going through that sort of a change to change the logo, change the look and feel, change everything. So you kind of feel it's a new company. And it's a different way of thinking when you think of a company as a year-old company or as a three-year-old company. You you automatically work differently as well. And that one-year-old feel is much nicer when you're trying to get do everything yourself. Oh, cool. So it's been a bit like we want to almost draw a line under what happened and move forwards from there. To some extent, Yes. Oh, cool. And are you happy with how the rebrand's gone? I've actually been a lot more surprised by the results than I expected to be. I thought it would still take me a bit of time to grow the business, get PR and things like that. But it's actually been a lot easier with the new name. People seem to connect with it a lot quicker, which is a good thing. 
which is I I speak to a lot of people who are trying to work out names for businesses and all the rest of it. And quite often they're trying to go after that really unique set of words that is, you know, clearly no one's ever going to have thought about that isn't particularly generic. And in the nicest possible way, myartgallery.ie is an incredibly generic name. So it's really fascinating to hear that by embracing those words and making them your own, it's Mm. it's led to growth ahead of where you thought it was going to go. No, I think the name makes a huge difference. There was We were thinking of lots of different ways of calling it. We thought of the art gallery. We call, thought of your art gallery. Everything else, we thought of just art gallery. A lot of different names. Stay arty, which is uh, the way we sign our emails. It's always stay arty. We also thought of that. But these are all variations that may work, but they don't inspire the feeling that it's something that's mine. Whereas by putting the word my, we're making the customer think that they're already a part of the process. So it's a bit of a psychological game going on there as well. And I think a name, especially a web domain name, is very important in the e-commerce business. Oh, could not agree, agree more. It's got to be, you've got, it's got to be one you even love on day one. Otherwise, exactly. Because you, you don't want to have to change it later. Um Because that's just a whole world And of it's pain. got to remain classic to some extent. I yeah. mean, it's. You can't get something that's trendy today, but will not be trendy 20 years later if that's how long you expect your business to be. And when we are getting into business, we all expect it to be a long-term thing. We certainly hope it's going to be a long-term thing, don't we? Um, Cool. So what do you think is the most awesome thing about your business right now? The growth. I'm loving it. It's so exciting. Every time we grow a little bit more by getting new artists on board, we grow by getting new clients on board. I'm learning the the importance of traditional marketing in the digital world as well. And it's absolutely fascinating. I actually get higher return of investment through flyers than I do through Google ads at this point of time. Really? Just through, through non, by flyers, you mean there's no address, no name on them? No, by like flyers that you have your name address, you know, the ones that the junk mail you get in your post. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, got you. Postcards and that that. kind of thing. I'm guilty of doing it, but you know what? It gets results. Oh, no, I'm a massive fan of direct mail in all its forms because it can be so much more powerful than than, um, email, etc. Because you have the customer has to physically interact with it. Exactly. Whether it's just from the moment of it coming into the post and you putting it in the bin, you've still seen it for a few seconds. Yeah, there's... That's the only that they have to deal with it one way or they another. Have to deal with it. Well, they kind of have to deal with an email as well, but you can bulk delete emails. It's a lot hard. It's a lot easier to ignore an email than it is a piece of post sitting on your doorstep. True, I think. So, um, so that you're you're really pleased with how it's growing and how it's evolving at the moment. I am. I am definitely a lot more surprised than I expected to be, and and I'm really enjoying it. Excellent. I, I also thought our biggest element would have been the original art rather than any other aspect. But it's amazing how many people want a commissioned painting. Really? So the so so am I okay to ask? Or are you willing to share yeah. how it breaks down between those customers' photos, copies of classic works, and unique pieces? I would say seventy is commissioned. Wow. 70% of my sales are commissions. And that's from photographs or from is that copies? Or, yeah. Wow. 
photographs, images they love, games they used to love. A lot of people, a lot of the hipsters are getting games and things like that they used to love. So, you know, Pac-Man related posters that they would have had as posters, they now have them as paintings. Seriously? Uh, yeah, it's it's huge for stags. So if you're going to a stag party, you get, you know, there's 10 boys going, everybody puts in like 25 quid and you have this painting of the stag done in a joke format. So either as a prince of some movie that he loves, as a general or whatever the interest may be. And then that's, that's something amazing. the stag gets to keep. So it's a memory they have forever. Wow. That's a huge market. Um, babies, always a big market. Weddings, another big market. Gosh. So there's there's no dearth of ideas of what people get. Movie posters. We've done movie posters as paintings. We've done kids dressed as Superman as paintings. So it's just about everything you can think of. You so can get a painting. How do you pick which artist is going to do which painting? Um, over a period of time, I've begun to know which artist is good for what. So I have a really strong database of artists who I know one is really good for, say, animals. Another one is very good for adult paintings. Another one's very good for kids. Another one's very good at understanding the concept of, okay, you know, this is the person, this is what they have to look like in this costume. <laughs> so they can work with that. Another one's very good at slightly abstract or night images. Another one's very good at all these games and funky images. So you just kind of build up a really good understanding of the artists and you work with them and you see their work, you see their samples. So you know what they're good at. There's some people who are very good at doing the side profiles, but not very good at doing the faces. Uh, which I, I guess the quality of the artist is critical to the business, isn't it? Exactly. So they're, they're so, your lifeblood. Absolutely. So you kind of work with the artist and go, and the artist will sometimes turn around and say, there's no way I can do this painting. No, give it to someone else. So you do kind of have to do a bit of doing and throwing and figuring out which artist is comfortable doing something. And you eventually get it. Excellent. And um, it's great for writing down all the notes. Yeah, oh, definitely. So what's on your, what's on your radar, your to-do list right now? On my to-do list right now is to figure out the campaigns for Christmas. I know I shouldn't be saying the C word. It's still only September. <laughs> no, the, the C word is perfectly good to be mentioned here from August onwards because so, you can you never know, start planning Christmas too early. Exactly. And you've got to think of it. And it's one of our biggest, biggest times of the year. And for us, uh, 26th of December is huge as well because a lot of men mess up the Christmas presents and they want to get something really nice for Valentine's and <laughs> of them and their partner is actually a really good way to, to make up for not having gotten the right present at Christmas. So, so they get their orders for Valentine's the day after Christmas. So is most of what you're doing for Christmas sales then, is that people ordering a painting to give on Christmas day or is that someone giving the um, opportunity of a painting on Christmas Day, so kind of a, a gift voucher Both. type thing. Both. So we have a lot of people giving vouchers, which obviously we sell till the 24th of December itself. Yeah. But then we also have to get the paintings done. Now, because of couriers, because of deliveries, all those sort of things, we like to stop taking orders 15th of November, which means we have just two months to get everyone thinking about their Christmas presents and ordering them in time. A lot of people go shopping on the day before Christmas. 
So trying to get them to think about ordering something for Christmas six weeks in advance is our biggest challenge. Yeah, because you, you, you've got that big lead time, haven't you, to make sure? Exactly, because we've got to get the painting done. We've got to get the draft to the customer because we never ever send, we never let the customer just get a painting without seeing it. So we first send them a photograph, let them say, oh, are they happy with it? Do they want some changes? Make all those tweaks so it takes a bit of time to get that process right. And then, and that's when we put the final coat of the paint and then have it delivered to them. Oh, wow. So it's kind of a proofing stage in there as well. There is a couple of proofing stages along the way till the customer goes, yes, I love it. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to hold it. That must make a, a big difference to returns. We have had no returns ever. Really? No. Wow. No returns. A customer has loved the painting. How are they going to return it now? You've already fallen in love with the photograph of a painting. You're not really going to return it, are you? You're certainly not, if because it shows how your processes really pay off in all of yeah. that as well. To to have, I mean, it's the customer service element of it. There's a lot of artists who really go, oh, sh- really, another time you're going to give them the option? And I'm like, till a customer, if a customer loves the painting 80%, they're not going to put it up on the wall. They're not going to talk about you. They're not going to share their experience in a positive light. If that one little extra change makes it from 80 to 120%, where they absolutely love it and become your ambassadors, then you're doing something right. Yeah, it's um, it's, it makes a huge amount of sense to get it right when you when you know that that word of mouth, like we we're talking about in Austria yeah. earlier, that's just so powerful, isn't it, to bring you it those greater sales? Is. It's the biggest. It's the biggest way of getting sales and growth in any part of the world, in any business. It's almost always word of mouth. Referrals work the best. So you've got to make sure that you keep them happy. And apart from Christmas, what else is on your to-do list at the moment? Is there anything else or is it just all about Christmas? It's mostly focusing on Christmas. I mean, the wedding season is kind of coming to an end, which has been obviously a big focus. There's babies happening all over, all around the year. So (laughs) that's a constant focus. We are getting some new artists on board. So, you know, getting our website ready for that, getting the website ready for a Christmas feel that's a huge element because you don't want a lot of people don't want to start thinking of Christmas till the 1st of November till Halloween is over. So sometimes you're only dealing with a two week period of getting people to think about it and ordering it. Yes. You've got to have everything else out the way. So you can just focus on the marketing and the delivery. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's quite challenging and quite interesting. We are looking at different options of, you know, we have another website called incredibleireland.com which is offering paintings of Ireland to tourists and things like that. So the tourist season is coming to an end and we've this is going to be our first winter with that website. So we want to see how how best to maximize on the seasonality there. Can we get customers thinking, okay, you know what? They're not on holidays, but they want to remember that holiday or that one moment from that holiday and get that ordering over the winter period. People who are missing home by not coming home on Christmas, can we get them to think about it? you know, Irish people away. So so there's a lot of thinking on both the websites going on and there are different markets. So there's different marketing strategies happening on either side. Yeah, it says that there's an awful lot to be tested on the the incredibleisland.com as well. Lots of different ideas that are as yet hypotheses. Oh, completely. It's 
unfortunately or fortunately, myartgallery.ie has been given a lot more love than Incredible Ireland. <laughs> so it kind of feels like the, the younger sister or the uncared for sister of the two. And you kind of need to give it, you can't play favoritism in your business, can you? You can't, unfortunately. But I seem to have been doing that. <laughs> I need to maybe rebalance that to some extent. Um, also looking at changing our social media plans to some extent. You know, there's always all that testing that you're constantly trying, trying out some new campaigns. So the next couple of months look exciting. Pretty busy from where I'm sitting, from what you've just run through. So I matter what any time of the year, it's going to be busy. I think <laughs> no business can afford to not be busy. So I think it's time now to move on to the top tips round. And I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. Mm-hmm. Kritika, are you ready to run through these? Let's go for it. Excellent. So first up, your book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Ooh, I would probably go with the very old and tested Think and Grow Rich. Uh, Mr. Napoleon Hill. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's him. And I know it's probably quite often referred to, but there's a reason why it's often still referred to. There are some elements about it that I really like, and it's just about focusing on what you want. And if you keep focusing on the right thing, you will eventually get it. And I think that book cap- captures that whole aspect really well. It's always good to hear about a classic when we're going uh, through these. You just can't go wrong with them, can you? You can't. So you next up then, your traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Traditional marketing, I think when we're talking about e-commerce, everyone thinks we should be only digital, but you're only converting the online traffic towards coming to your site. You're not converting the offline traffic. So we've still got to look at the traditional methods and not completely discount them. I couldn't agree more. I've actually had um, one of our first interviews was with a company called Muck Munchers, who've built their business using what in the UK we call off the page advertising, which is small ads in the back of the colour supplements and the back of the newspapers. And I did actually have some feedback from the listeners saying that they didn't think that business should have been on the podcast because they're using offline marketing. I was like, but you should be using offline marketing. I mean, in this world where everything is becoming multi-channel, why should an online-only business not use the other channels? Why should an offline business use the online channel but not an online business use the offline? Oh, completely. We've got to, we've got to understand that they all work together. They all work in tandem. And we need to figure out, people don't buy art online traditionally. It's a new market. It's only in the last three or four years people have started doing that you're not going to get the same traction as somebody who's used to buying clothes online because clothes have been bought for a much longer time or shoes. So how do you build that market? How do you get the word out there? How do you, how do you get people to even know that you can even consider buying art online? Oh, You've com- got to go down the traditional route and make them think about it. Completely. But I'm, I, I'm taking us off track because we should be focusing in oh. on these quick top tips. No, no, it's entirely my fault. So the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, social media plugin, phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient day to day? Planning everything. I meet with my, the whole team meets at least once a week and we plan out exactly what everyone's going to do for the whole week. 
And that helps hugely because one of us goes around and does all the networking sort of events. Another one does a lot of the collaborations. So we work a lot with affiliations. So if, say, you're a wedding blog and you want to talk about our product or even have it on your website, photographers, there are sales channels. So a lot of that work. So figure out the strategy and figure out what are the tools you need. And for us, Evernote is one of the tools that we use the most. Cool. Some great tips in there. Now, next up then, our startup top tip. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? Focus on the core. Don't try and get a website with all the bells and whistles. Just focus on what you actually need to get up there and get selling. Focus on the sales. Generate sales and then your website can follow. Excellent. Now, Master Plan World, you can find the top tips and link to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash my art. Uh, I have one final top tips question for you. If your business didn't exist, which e-commerce business would you like to be running? Ah, men's underwear. Really? Yeah. They always need it and they hate shopping. (laughs) So it you would create a new one rather than pick one that exists? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to let you get away with that. Um, <laughs> so, I, Sorry, I misunderstood there. <laughs> one that existed, I would probably love to be a part of Spotify or something like that. Ah, oh, cool. So, so go to the total extreme of a service. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. I've never done a service as a service software as a service sort of a thing yet. So I think that would be interesting for me to learn. Cool. So, um, Kritika, before we say goodbye, would you like to remind listeners where they can find you and your business on the web and social media? They can get us on www.myartgallery.ie. You're also on Facebook, so Facebook forward slash myartgallery.ie. And Twitter is myartgallery.ie. Email us hello at myartgallery.ie or give us a call, all traditional ways, and you'll get the number on our website again. Excellent. I'll put a link up to incredibleisland.com as well. And there'll be ah, links. Thank you. There'll be links to all of that and everything else we talked about today in the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash my art or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Kritika, thank you for being on Ecommerce Masterplan podcast today. Even, Thanks for and having me, Chloe. It's been brilliant having you being so generous, sharing your experience with us. Uh, that's what it's all about, building a community. Uh, completely. We'll catch you all next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.